Hi, everyone. Welcome to the ImpactVest podcast, transformative global innovation in a new era of impact. I'm Aisha Williams, the founder and CEO of ImpactVest. And along with our guest host, we aim to inspire and motivate towards collective positive global impact to solve our world's most pressing challenges in sustainability. With each episode, we will engage in insightful conversations with global change makers, visionaries, and sustainability activists who wish to build a more sustainable and resilient future. Join us now as we create the future of impact. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to our podcast. I am here today with Nayasha Chasakara, who is the founder and managing director of Solar Pro Energy. Hi, Nayasha. Welcome to our podcast. Hi, Aisha. Thank you for having me. Yes, it's really a pleasure to have you here with us. So, can you tell us a bit more about your work with Solar Pro Energy? Okay, so Solar Pro Energy Africa is a company that is based in Zimbabwe but with a focus on Southern Africa, we are looking to simplify solar uh, by you know, improving access for uh, homes, businesses, communities. How we do this is we work together with financial institutions and as well as our suppliers to actually create products that are uh, affordable and accessible to the target market. Great. And what gave you the inspiration to launch Solar Pro Energy? Okay, so Solar Pro Energy was really an accidental sort of uh, startup, which I started out in 2015. I had actually been uh, looking to install a solar geyser, you know, like the water heaters that uh, actually save on your energy. And when I did that, it was very difficult to get support or to, to actually find the actual product from the local market so i asked someone to come to my house they didn't come on time and uh, that really frustrated me and then i started to look at ways to actually uh, make the process simpler that's how we started solar pro uh solar pro at the time just just started out as a website where I was actually educating people on the benefits of going solar. After I discovered that I would be saving about 30% of my, my energy bills by installing you know, a water heater. So that's how it started. And I always think the best ideas always come by accident. <laughs> so it's, it's when you're not looking for the idea that that's mm -hmm. when the best idea comes to you, right? When you launched the website and you started to educate people about solar energy, what was the feedback that you started to receive? Well, I've always been good at uh, writing. So I, when I was writing, I actually started a blog where I would write about solar. Initially, I didn't even have the intention of, of, of starting to install solar systems on people's roofs. It was just education. After close to one year, I started to actually get requests for quotation from, uh, you know, the readers of the blog and people who were following me. And that's how we started to actually look at installations uh, for solar systems in general. And, and so it took you a year to actually write and, and to build, build the knowledge to be able to bring in clients. And that's such an excellent way, I think, to start to build a client base which is start with the aspect of education and writing. And so you can really speak directly to your clients. And now you've scaled since then. 
And what does your client base look like now? And what do you see for the future for Silver Pro? When I started out, I was actually learning also because I'm actually an economist by training. I, I, I've got a, you know, a degree in economics. And uh, in terms of solar energy itself, I didn't actually have a lot of knowledge myself. So by actually educating people, I was actually also learning. And uh, our first installations were in 2018. Uh, that's when we, we started inst installing. Uh, between uh, 2016, 2017, it was really still uh, about education. Uh, at the time, I was still working for a financial institution as an investment banker. In 2021, that's when I actually left to pursue uh, this venture full-time. Since then, I think growth has been good. Uh, we are looking at uh, servicing around 200 clients um, in the country, uh, dotted around the country in, in, in the major cities, as well as uh, farming communities around the country. And how do you believe that your background as a banker and an investment has helped you scale the company? It's, it's a very difficult space, uh, especially when it comes to funding. I mean, we are not different from any other startup that you find in, in Africa. Um, getting investors um, is not easy, um, especially given the, some of the, the nuances that you face, like your well, economic environment, uh, as well as uh, the, the operating environment where it's very difficult to, to, to access funding. Um, so I would say, in short, it's, it hasn't been an easy journey when it comes to funding. Uh, so the scaling is really now starting to happen, uh, but it's taken us like three or four years to be able to be where we are. Uh, one, you also find that as you start a, a, a project like this, uh, not everything is going to be smooth. Sometimes you work with suppliers that don't give you the best products and you actually move on to new suppliers. Uh, at the moment, I think we have found a, a formula uh, where we have actually discovered uh, what works with what in terms of your lithium batteries, your solar, solar panels, um, as well as the inverters. So we are now very comfortable to scale up and reach more people. Uh, because of the education that we have undergone and the lessons that we have learned from, um, you know, installing systems uh, in the homes and, and small businesses. And sometimes it's those lessons along the way in the funding journey that, that when you actually start to scale, um, there's quite a lot of knowledge that you can gain from those lessons in the funding journey. And then going yeah. back to funding uh, and then partners, what do you feel still has to change in the funding environment for entrepreneurs on the African continent? What would you like to see in terms of investors either approaching you or uh, being, being able to build partnerships to receive the funding that you're seeking? So I'm in a very interesting position because I used to look at investments uh, in other you know, businesses, unlike my own. So it's quite interesting because when I was an investment analyst uh, looking at uh, funding requests for a pension fund that uh, we were managing, uh, 
it was clear that some of the business models that were starting out, that were coming through, were actually new and not tried and tested. Over time, I think a lot of the local financiers, they tend to worry a lot about new business models and, and are not willing to try out uh, new investments because of the risk attached to some of the models. Uh, like the solar industry in Africa is very young uh, when it comes to, you know, being tried in terms of being a, a you know a profitable business model so what we have seen i think is a reluctance i think in terms of like investors to actually embrace new business models where we are looking at maybe uh introducing power purchase agreements also maybe revenue based financing models where you are looking to actually say look the demand is there. The demand in Africa for energy is huge. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. I think when you look at what's happening in South in, in Southern Africa in general, with the power cuts, rolling power cuts, so the opportunities I think are there, but I think it's it's also to do with the education of um, the sort of like current fund managers or people that are actually entrusted with uh, funds to invest. Uh, if you look at the returns that, uh, you know, one gets from, from solar, they are, they are quite high and they are more consistent and more stable because people need energy. I mean, they, there's no reason why, you know, investors should not actually look at solar energy investment as a stable investment uh, avenue. And do you see a difference between the perspectives of uh, local investors and foreign investors in terms of solar energy investments in Zimbabwe or on the African continent in general? So on the African uh, continent in general, I think uh, I've, I've had exposure to the South African market. It's a bigger market. I mean, it's a bigger economy. If you are looking at Zimbabwe, you are looking at uh, a population of about 15, 16 million. Uh, and if you are looking at, you know, local investors, local investors are used to traditional uh, investments, you know, your money market, your stock market, property investments. Uh, so one of the things that that we have been doing at Solar Pro Energy Africa is to actually educate um, investors, banks on uh, the opportunities and trends that are happening in the in the solar industry. Uh, a lot of them, once you go through some of these uh, trends and opportunities, they actually say, oh, they, we didn't know that. So we need to actually invest more time learning uh, what we don't know in terms of, of the new industries that are coming up. The perspective of uh, foreign investors, obviously, uh, in, in Africa is not uh, you know, very good. Uh, especially given the fact that there are a lot of, uh, I mean, money follows, uh, you know, opportunities where already the local market is active. The local market, uh, or the local investors are not very active, save for maybe the bigger institutions uh, that have got maybe foreign um, investors already, like people like Old Mitchell, they are very big in that area and they are willing to experiment. I mean, the largest institutions also are backed by, uh, you know, foreign funds. You know, you've got some developers that are working right now in Zimbabwe 
that already have a foreign investor or people that can actually fund some of the projects. So my view and my preoccupation at the moment is with uh, local investors trying to just educate them uh, and show them that yes, money can be made uh, from, from solar investments uh, and it can be your homeowner that you are investing in, it can be a business, it can be a community. I think the issue of mini grids uh, is key here, uh, where you actually find that in a lot of the visits that we do, when we actually meet with uh, local communities, they are actually trying to organize themselves to also look at uh, you know going solar. But because the solar components are imported, because the return obviously is is more long term, and uh, you know the the payments are smaller than usual. So a, a lot of the the times we are actually finding that uh, there's there's quite a lot of interest. The other aspect I think in Africa which is interesting is um, you know the diaspora. Uh, the diaspora, uh, which is actually quite active, a lot of the installations that a lot of companies are doing in 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 Africa right now are actually sponsored by diaspora. Uh, you know, these are people living in the UK, in um, in America, in uh, a lot of the you know the west in the Western world. Uh, so they they look back, or when they come back home and they find the power shortages that we are going through back here. They actually then engage their solar companies to install for their siblings or parents or for their investment properties. So it's it's looking good in terms of uh, maybe the foreign that component of foreign investment, which is coming from people who actually understand the local uh, market. Uh, so local knowledge, I think, is key when it comes to anyone who is looking to invest uh, money in Africa. So I would look at it and say uh, your foreign investors probably should be looking at partnering with uh, with people with local knowledge uh, because the opportunities are there, the demand is there. Uh, and, uh, you know, one of the things also happening in, in, in Africa, or especially for us, is we have decided to actually also launch our own uh, brands. So there's a lot of competition. Uh, and so for Solar Pro Energy Africa, we are building our own ecosystem supported by our own technicians, mm -hmm. uh, supported by our own backup uh, service so that we actually can serve uh, our customers more intimately and uh, attend to any of the issues that they, they, they might have with their systems on time. And I'm so glad that you brought up the importance of local knowledge and local impact knowledge. And it's and it's something that we speak about quite often here also at Impact Fest, that we have the international standards in terms of impact and all of the frameworks. Um, but we find also when you go to strategically deploy capital, um, it's, it's very important to know the local market and there are many kinds of criteria that you really will only know if you're on the ground, if you have someone who thoroughly knows their market very, very well. And so uh, that is something I think when foreign investors are starting to consider to invest uh, in the global south, um, it's quite important for them to be able to partner with local investors or firms like 
yourself to to be able to get to know the local market so that there's the sort of education layer that can be built that starts to inform their investment and how they deploy capital towards your company and others. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And so for the future, right, you've you've had a great start. You started with your blog, you built your client base. Do you see yourself scaling in other markets on the African continent or building partnerships beyond just those of local mm-hmm. investors and foreign investors? So where do you see yourself scaling, let's say, between a three, five-year period? Okay, so we, we are definitely looking to scale up. I think the, the good thing about the, the industry is that once you learn a few lessons, uh, you know, like we have, uh, it's very easy now to scale up and actually implement uh, some of the packages that we have managed to to come up with. Our focus really is on Southern Africa. I think there's over 600 million people that are without energy uh, within the region. One of the biggest challenges that we are facing is the aging infrastructure in terms of the grid. Uh, so in, in all the African countries, within our region, especially the SADC region, we're actually seeing, you know, your power utilities failing to keep up with the number of properties that are coming back, being built. Uh, For instance, we are also seeing a lot of growth economically in terms of uh, industries, new industries coming through, uh, your agricultural sector, your mining sector, tourism. And and, and I think the exciting thing in the industry really is the, the fact that there's new technology coming in, which is making it even easier and uh, cheaper for people looking for power to actually uh, get power. And as we continue to look for this expansion, we think that uh, financial institutions or investors in general will also now start to see the opportunities that foreign uh, investors are seeing. I mean, I was looking, reading the other day uh, on uh, China, actually offering South Africa, for example, to put up 66 uh, megawatt, uh, you know, power plants and so on. And I was looking at that and saying, if if a, a big com- a country like China can actually see these opportunities, why not uh, our own, uh, you know, African uh, investors, our own African pension funds? There is a lot of money in Africa. Uh, if you look at the pension fund industry in in, in in Africa, especially in Southern Africa, it's very well developed. So as Solar Pro Energy Africa, we are really looking to scale up in, 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 in Southern Africa where already I think there's a, a platform for us to be able to work with pension funds, to be able to work with, with local investors to, to offer you know, solar yeah, to communities and uh, businesses. Yes, because it's a growing market. Like you said, the demand is there. The opportunities are there. And I truly think that it's the next frontier of sustainable investment. Really exciting to see all the opportunities. And it's really been a pleasure to hear about your journey and where you want to scale and where you see Solar Pro Energy um, on the horizon. We're really looking forward to speaking to you in the future and being there with you while, while you build your partnerships. And so, so this is a very exciting period, I think, for sustainable and impact investing. And like you said, there are so many opportunities, but the 
real focus should be on the local knowledge and local impact knowledge that really comes from firms like yours um, to be able to build this next step in sustainable investing because it's because it's through the knowledge that you have that when you speak to investors they actually know where to deploy their capital right and so it's, it's really a partnership in this space that's highly important Definitely. No, th- thank you, uh, Aisha, for 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 those uh, wonderful comments. I think such encouragement is really key, especially when you are a startup. Uh, it's always difficult to navigate, uh, you know, you know the markets. And I think when you you are looking at uh, the work that you are doing, it's really encouraging to be in a space where impact is the main driver of uh, of the efforts that uh, a lot of like energy companies should be looking at and i think we are encouraged by by the work that you are doing uh, to help uh, you know bring impact thank you yes and it's really a pleasure for us and for me to continue this this work and impact because i believe it's founders like ourselves that are that are building the frontier of sustainable and impact companies and investment, which is why we think it's so important to build our ecosystem of sustainable founders who are looking towards the future, um, building the frontier of impact. Uh, and, and so this is what is needed to, to actually close the SDG funding gap and, and to be able uh, to build the local knowledge that is needed in, in this next step in sustainable and impact companies and investments. So thank you very much, Nayasha, for sharing your story with us today. Uh, really exciting all of the work that you're doing. And I look forward to speaking again. Thank you, Aisha. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the Impact Vest podcast, transformative global innovation in a new era of impact. Join us next week for another episode and become part of our Impact Vest newsletter community, where you will receive all of the latest updates about our work in this new era of innovative impact finance. See you next week as we create the future of finance at Impact Vest.